Amen. Well, thank God for the opportunity to be in church tonight. And uh, I do want to thank God for this church. And I know I said it this morning, I'm going to say it again. I do believe I'm a part of the greatest church in the world. And I do believe that we have the greatest pastor and pastor's wife in the world as well. And some of the greatest deacons and some of the greatest church members in this world. And if you don't believe that, well, uh, travel a little bit. And you'll become very thankful uh, quickly. And uh, we just thank God for all that He's done for us. And uh, thank Him for how He's moved and worked in our lives. And as I said this morning, none of this has anything to do with us. It's all about Jesus. And uh, I want Him to be lifted up. And uh, I'm thankful for the grace of God that's been evident in our family's life. Listen, I don't deserve anything that He's done. I've said it before. uh, That if it wasn't for the grace of God, that I'd be sitting on a bar stool somewhere, but not in a bar. I'd be sitting in a little contemporary outfit somewhere, giving a little sermonette, teaching teaching a little lesson with big lights behind me and a bright stage and all those things. But for the grace of God, He took our family and put us in old-time religion. And I want to thank God for that. Amen. And uh, He has been a blessing. And uh, I do want to say this tonight. Thank you, church, for the offering. And uh, it's a blessing. And uh, I'm just thankful that God has allowed us to see our dreams come true. And uh, it's a blessing and it's a privilege. It's an honor to be able to serve Jesus. And uh, I have no complaints in serving Him. Amen. If you will, take your Bibles tonight to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16. And uh, I don't want to cry, but I know I'm probably going to. And I want to be a help to the church, and I hope that I am. Amen. And so uh, y'all pray for me, and uh, we'll pray that God will use us tonight to be a help to the church and, uh, and everything that's said and done. Chapter 16, 1 Corinthians chapter 16. And we'll start reading in verse 1. If you want to stand, uh, we can. In verse 1, the Bible says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. And upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. We'll skip down and read verse 6. The Bible says, And that it may be that I will abide, yea, in winter with you, that ye may bring me on my journey, whithersoever I go. For I will not see you now by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you, if the Lord permit. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. And we'll skip down and let's read verse 13. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, and quit ye like men, be strong, and let all, th- let all your things be done with charity. In verse 18, For they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore acknowledge ye them that are such. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, God, for this opportunity. God, one last time to stand and to proclaim the gospel. Lord, it is our privilege, dear Lord, on this side of it, in this country, this beautiful, great country, God, to preach the gospel one more time. Lord, we ask for your help tonight because, God, we know in and of ourselves that we can do nothing, we can say nothing, God, that will help your people. And so, God, I pray that you move me out of the way. And, God, that you put yourself. And, God, that everyone that has a spiritual ear, God, I pray that you would speak to their ears tonight. And, God, that we would have to hear 
sure what the Spirit would have to say to us. And Lord, I pray tonight, God, that You'd encourage us, and God, to go on for the glory of God in this day and time. Lord, we'll thank You for it, and we'll love You for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. As we see this Scripture here, I, I, I want to focus on a certain subject, on a certain uh, a phrase we see in verse 6. The Bible says that you may bring me on my journey whithersoever I go. And I want to preach from that thought tonight on bring me upon my journey. Now as we look here at the Apostle Paul, we look at his life and we see that Paul had many things go on in his life. One man that I love to look to in the Bible is Paul because we can reflect off his life and we can be encouraged and we can be challenged to go on for the glory of God because Paul finished right. He finished faithfully. And can I say Paul endured way more than any of us ever have or most likely ever will. But tonight real quickly I want to see just some things and then get on with the message. I want to see first in this scripture that we see the offerings upon our journey. In verse 1 and 2 we learn of the offerings. And we know that in the Bible that there's three different types of offerings there. Of course it's the tithe. Then there's the, the missions giving and then there is the free will offerings. And I want to say that everyone that's been born again is a participant in giving to God. And I want to say not only that, but we see uh, that this offerings of God, hey, I want to say that I'm thankful tonight, hey, that God has blessed us financially. Hey, he, people have given to our family, hey, knowing that we're not worthy of it, but because of the offerings of God's people, it has helped us upon our journey. I don't know you tonight, but I look at you and you may say, Brother Josh, I've never been on deputation. I don't know what it's like. But you can see time after time in your life, uh, hey, when you felt like you the bills were going to go unpaid or maybe the car payment was going to go unpaid, but God somehow through somebody has sent an offering to you. And because of that offering, it helps you upon your journey. I want to say this tonight. I'm thankful for the offerings that Bible Baptist Church has given. Oh, thank God. I mean, paying off a building in less than five or six months was it I mean thank God for the offerings of God's people to pay for a jubilee everywhere every year that people can come and get help and get encouragement I say tonight thank God for the offerings upon our journey not only do we see the offerings but then I want to see secondly we see the opportunity in verse number 9. The Bible says, For a great door and effectual is opened unto me. And I want to thank God through my life that God has truly opened doors. Listen, y'all know by just listening to me, I'm not a great preacher. I don't have everything down right. But can I say to you, God, uh, through these past couple years, uh, has opened doors for us. Uh, he has allowed us to meet people that I didn't even know existed. And He has opened doors for us to preach the gospel. I'm not glorying in this, but in two years we've seen over 20 people come to the Lord through the preaching of the Word of God. And I give God the glory for that because if He had not opened the door, we would have never seen those people come to Christ. I want to thank God for the doors that He opens upon our journey. Many of you here tonight, listen, I'm no expert. I'm not a pastor, never been there. But can I say, thank God, listen, you want to know the will of God for your life? Watch for the open doors in your life. I'll never forget going to Mexico in 2010. Spent two months 
While I was down there, the Lord began to work in my life in certain areas. He began to take things away from me and show me things that I needed to get rid of in my life. And during that time, I remember the Lord brought Isaiah 6-8 to my heart. He said, uh, Here am I, Lord. Send me. I remember reading that verse over and over and over again and asking the Lord. I said, Lord, if you want me to go, God, if this is what you want me to do, then Lord, would you take this clump of clay and use me uh, to be a missionary? I surrendered my life then to missions. I didn't know what the Lord had from there on out. It wasn't until about 2014 that God allowed us to start the Spanish church but during that time God had surrounded me in the company that I worked with with about five or six different Guatemalans at the time I had no clue what was going on but God was just preparing me uh, upon my journey I remember when we started the Spanish church downstairs I remember just like Brother Daniel said this morning every single Spanish person that we came in contact with we would say where are you from they'd say Guatemala 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 about three months into the ministry I started hearing their plea for somebody to go to their family for somebody to get the gospel to their people in Guatemala and before I knew it God began to show me the open door that he had for me and my family I'm thankful he'll give you the desires of your heart Friend, I didn't know what he was doing on the scene. Hey, but I'm glad and thankful to know hey, that God will just slowly open those doors for you and He'll show you the will of God for your life. Many in here praying for the will of God for their life. Many preachers, can I say this tonight? Just be careful and stay in those open doors. And pay attention to where and what He leads you into. And listen, can I say for four years, during those four years, God has specifically given me a burden for Spanish people. Everywhere I went, I wanted to get around them. I wanted to eat at the restaurants. I wanted to go in their stores, couldn't speak any of their language. But I just wanted to be around them. Something drove me to them, Brother Daniel. Something, some, some inside of me, the love of Christ, uh, drew me to be around them. And I'm thankful, listen, four years I sat and I thought, well, maybe that was just a little phase I went through. But that burden became so heavy. Oh, it never went away. Oh, the burden for those Spanish people never went away. And it wasn't until God said go to Guatemala that I said oh yes Lord I'll go for you and I'm thankful that he opened the doors upon our journey amen we see the open doors but only do we see the open doors we see the opposition the Bible says here and there are many adversaries there's one thing I learned in just two years is there's opposition from every area of life whether it comes from others or whether it just come from delays, I've learned that there's times that you're just going to have to fight through and go on for the glory of God. There's been times, listen, where I have literally fell to my knees and began to think, Lord, we've stopped and we've waited and we're patient, but God, there's some on the inside that we want to be there. And I'm telling you, I'm thankful during those times that the Bible says, greater is He that is in you than he that is in this world. And the Lord has fought our adversaries. He has went before us and fought our battles. I want to say this tonight. If you're going to do anything for God, you're going to face opposition. Preacher said it before, if you don't like to be confrontational, you don't want to be a pastor, you don't want to be a missionary. Amen. You don't want to be in, you don't want to be in the ministry at all. Amen. If you don't like confrontation, you don't even want to be a Christian. 
Because it will come. When you're trying to do something for God, listen, I've heard it said that if you're, what you're doing for God and it's not bringing opposition, it's not bringing trials, if it's not bringing storms, then it most likely is not the will of God. Amen. If it's easy, then it ain't right. It will be tough. I say that there are opportunities, there, are, there is opposition. And then I want to say that there are obligations upon our journey. The Bible says in verse 13, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, and quit ye like men, and be strong. And let all your things be done with charity. And verse 16, that you submit yourselves unto such. I want to say first tonight that if on upon our journeys upon as Christians that we are to watch. We are to watch for the return of our Lord. Can I say that everybody that's here tonight, we ought to live in the light of the Lord Jesus Christ of His coming. Listen friend, I, maybe you're here tonight and you struggle with something. Maybe you can think about that TV show or maybe that music you listen. Would you really want the Lord to come back as you were pertaining or participating in those activities? Maybe tonight you're here and you would think that there are things that you listen to and that you say, would you want the Lord to come back and catch you living in that lifestyle? Everybody watching for His return. I don't know about y'all, but listen, so many times we get our eyes on earthly things. We want the new things. We want everything to be fancy. We want everything to be so put together. And I'll be honest with y'all, we in America, we have it so easy. I was talking with a missionary the other day, a missionary that's in Guatemala. He come home from the States, hadn't been in the States for about eight, ten, eight, eight to ten years. He said he went down to Best Buy and he was looking. He said, I can't believe the amount of things that we have in this nation. And he said, as I began to look at these things, I thought to myself, you know, that would be benefit. I could use that and I could use that. And he said, the Lord spoke to him and he said, no, you don't. You just need me. And a lot of times we say we need things that we just really don't need. Because we like them. We like the toys. We like the fun. But here's the truth, friend. We don't need anything but the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel. Amen. And to be in the will of God. I'm not against having things. Listen, have things. Have fun. Hey, amen. Thank God for those things. But can I say tonight that we're to be watching for His return. To be watching. To stand fast in the faith. To stand fast. Listen, we got too many people that are sitting down on God. Oh, too many people that are sitting and quitting. Hey, listen, I don't know about y'all. Hey, but I want to go on for the glory of God. Hey, I want to stand firm. I want to stand strong. I don't want to quit. I don't want to bend. I don't want to break. I don't want to compromise. Hey, I want to stand fast in the faith. Amen. Every Christian had, would want to stand fast. Then it says to quit you like men. At first I read this and I can't really understand it. Hey man, I'm not the best Bible scholar. So I began to do some research and pretty much what I found it meant is grow up. And I thought, well, that's pretty good. Hey man, just grow up. And I say, well, I guess that's true in everybody's life. We just need to grow up. Hey, we need to get out of the gossip, get out of the drama, get out of the cliques, get out of all the things of this world. Hey, and just grow up. Hey, and act like Christians. Amen. We get soaking. The Bible says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. But when I became a man, I put away uh, childish things. Hey, friends, tonight we need to just grow up. Be faithful to the house of God. Hey, listen, be faithful to go to church. Hey, be faithful to read your Bible. Be faithful to give. Hey, friend, just grow up. 
You say, Brother Josh, you're 27. You better believe it. I'm still growing up and out, praise God. And I want to say this tonight, but listen, that in every, every single person's life in here, we all grow at different rates. Spiritually, amen. We all grow at different rates. And God, in the past six, seven years of me and my wife's life, has helped us to grow so much. Things that I did not know, things in the Bible that I, not, did I, that I wasn't fully aware of, have become so evident in our life. And God has helped us to grow. And I want to thank God that He's helped us. Not only that, but it says to be strong. And obviously we need to be strong. Because there's a world out there that is growing stronger. Hey, the JWs, the Mormons, the Muslims, they're all becoming stronger than Christianity. There's more, there's more Muslims in this world than all of the Christian, Catholic, everything you put together. There's more Muslims in this world than there are Christians. We need to get strong. We need to be ready to fight. We need to be ready. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. Fighting for the gospel's sake. Then it says, let all your things be done with charity, with love. If what you do tonight you don't do because you love Jesus, then you do not do it for the right reason. Well, you've asked the question, why do you give the missions? Well, because the Bible says to. Or because we're commanded to. But that's not why we are to give the missions. We are to give to missions. We are to give to others. We are to give ourselves to God because we love Him. To do all things with charity. And then in verse 16, our obligation is to be submitted. That you submit yourselves. I said this Wednesday in the school that I believe a lot of us have been surrendered. The international or the universal, I guess, uh, sign language or sign for, uh, for uh, uh, su- surrender is this. If somebody comes up to, to you with a gun and you don't have nothing on you, you automatically will throw your hands up and surrender. And that's surrender. But there's a difference in surrender and submission. Submission is simply saying, if they say, give me your wallet, Giving it to them. Tonight, I believe we got a lot of Christians, they're surrendered, but not submitted. They're not willing to give themselves to the work of God. And until you can be in that place of submission, you cannot go forward with God. Maybe God's tonight working in somebody and asking you for something. Maybe He's asking for your life, to surrender your life. Maybe to missions. Thank God. That'd be good for me. I mean, somebody come to Guatemala, thank God. Hey, we'll take them. Hey, but can I say, maybe God's trying to ask something from you tonight. And you're saying, no, Lord, I'll surrender all and I'll sing the song. But God really just giving it to you. Have you submitted yourself? There's obligations upon the journey. And then on the obligations, but then we see the overflowing. We see the overflowing. I spoke some of this this morning in verse 18. Uh, well, I want to skip verse 15, the end of the verse. It says that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. I read this verse. I thought about Brother Laddie. I thought about Brother Roach. I thought about Brother Jack. I thought about Brother Paul. I thought about their wives, how they have addicted themselves to the ministry. They are so consumed in wanting to do something for God. And I thank God for them. 
These men I can look up to. These men I can take encouragement from. Hey, I can take strength from. Hey, and I thank God for these men that God has allowed me to meet. Thank God for those that have addicted themselves. But then it says, for they have refreshed my spirit and yours. I'll ask you this question. When's the last time you come to this church and you hug the necks of those that have paved the way for us? I'm talking about those that were in here before we even thought about Bible Baptist Church. You came up to them and thanked them for staying true. Hey, and thank them for keeping a place that you can come to and hear the Bible preached and hear convictions preached and see souls reached. When's the last time you've went to them and thanked them? There's an overflowing. There's been times on deputation where we were tired and discouraged and we walk into a church and a man of God would stand up and would preach the Bible and oh, it would overflow in our spirit. We would be encouraged. We would be charged. We would be challenged. As, as Brother Billy would say, I get a little juice from a journey. Amen. I mean, hey, thank God for those hey, that poured their lives and we have the overflowing I'll say this tonight, I believe with all my heart, us that are, I guess, 40 and under, better learn and get what they have. It burdens my heart. Listen, I mean, I don't know when we're coming back. Our plans are two years from now. But I don't want to come back in two years to a dead church. I don't want to come back in two years to a church that's just going through the motions. I want to come back to a church where people are growing spiritually. Hey, we're growing numerically. Hey, we've busted down the walls. There's a brand new building. Hey, I want to see God do some great things. But in order for that to happen, we have to put ourselves where they are. I want to thank God for our journey. But tonight, as I said, I want to look back at that verse in verse number 6. And if I spent too much time, it's okay. I'm a missionary. We spend two hours teaching those Guatemalans. If I don't give them two hours, they'll be mad because they walk six miles to hear the gospel. <laughs> Brother Dan, you know what I'm talking about. Amen. Hey, listen, some of them people, they walk eight and ten, nine miles. Hey, they want to hear the gospel. Hey, and they don't want to go home for an hour. They want to stay all day. They want to hear the Bible preached. They want to hear the Word of God taught. And here we are. It gets seven o'clock or it gets twelve o'clock. Hey, listen, what happened to the hunger? I don't even know I'm saying that. But what happened to the hunger for the Word of God? Hey, what happened to us getting hungry? Hey, we wonder why in the Philippines they're sending out more missionaries. Hey, why they're having revival in China. It's because they don't come to church looking to get out. Hey, they come to church looking to get in. Hey, we need people that will get hungry for the Word of God. Hey, I like to be here till 11 o'clock, praise God. Hey, to be around God's people. Hey, to be around in fellowship. Hey, we want to thank God for this. Amen. We see in verse 6, amen. We see the verse that says that they may bring me on my journey. And tonight as I look at this scripture, I begin to think about Paul's life and who helped him upon his journey. I think and I, I wonder what would happen if we looked through Paul's life and we asked him, Paul, who helped you upon your journey? Who was it that helped you so many times Upon your journey, I think first maybe tonight Paul would say, well, there was a man named Barnabas. After Paul got saved, nobody wanted anything to do with him. 
They wanted to throw him to the side. They didn't even think they got, he'd gotten really saved. They thought, man, there ain't no way that fellow got saved. Hey, but there was a Barnabas for Paul. Hey, there was somebody that loved Paul enough hey, to go to him and to help him and to encourage him to keep on the fight. Hey, I thank God tonight Hey, that there was somebody there for me. Hey, listen, when this world looked at me, hey, and I didn't see nothing. Hey, that there was a man of God hey, that loved me and invested his time in my life. And because of that today, I've been brought upon my journey. Who's the Barnabas in your life? Who's the Barnabas that God has given you in your life? Well, all thank God that He gave us a Barnabas. Somebody, maybe it's Brother Gravelin, maybe it's another pastor that God that gave you in your life and then He's brought you here and then Brother Gravelin has become that Barnabas. Hey, can I say tonight, thank God for the Barnabas in our life. Not only Barnabas, but then maybe, oh, Paul would think about maybe Silas. <laughs> he began to think, man, you know, we did a lot of journeying together. We did a lot of preaching together. And then he began to think of old Silas. He began to think, man, there was one next to me that preached with me. Hey, that ministered with me. Hey, that fought with me. Hey, and I thank God for the Silas's in our life. Hey, listen, I'm not trying to downplay that anybody that's not a preacher. Hey, but can I say thank God? Hey, for the men of God. Hey, that God has allowed me to minister with and to preach the gospel with. I say thank God tonight for the Silas's in life. Amen. So many of us tonight, we got friends that we've labored with. And I want to thank God that He's given those times. I'll never forget in 2011, the Lord, I was so thirsty. I wanted to preach somewhere. And I thought, man, ain't nobody going to call me to preach. I mean, I just, I mean, I ain't a good preacher. And so me and my wife, we went down to Rosewood Assisted Living. On a Tuesday, and we said, what can we do? We want to preach. We want to, be a, we want to have church here on Tuesdays. And they gave us an hour. They said, you can come six to seven and have church. I want to say this tonight, some of the greatest times of my life was going down to that Rosewood Assistant living on Tuesdays. And for an hour, well, we'd get there about 30 minutes early. Oh, we'd go and we'd knock on every door of that place. We'd say, we just want to invite you to church. I'm telling you, friend, that helped me so much. Oh, that was some of the best times in ministry. Oh, that I was able to do something for God. Oh, and minister to those people. And I thank God for the ministries that God has given me. Remember, I know he's not here tonight. I beg for him to come, but Brother Billy. Remember, he was by my side a lot of times. We went in there and we'd minister to those people for the gospel's sake. Oh, thank God for my wife for always standing there with me. Oh, I thank God. Listen, seven years of schooling, when we surrendered missions, a lot of people thought, man, that's crazy. She did all that work for nothing. Oh, but God's. Oh, Brother Jason, Miss Amanda, whoo, had it not been for that, we would have never met y'all. We would have never met Brother Tim, and we would have never met Brother Gravely. Oh, and I thank God that He's used my wife hey, to be a solace in my life. I know she's not a man. Hey, but thank God He's used her hey, in my life to be an encouragement and to be a help upon our journey. These juniors, well, they ain't juniors no more, they're teenagers. I'm telling you, them two and a half years. Oh, thank God. I remember, I remember the Lord put on my heart to start and go through Revelation. You thought that was crazy. You told me that. You said, you're crazy. They won't know what you're talking about. And I said, well, the Lord wants me to. And I said, well, he said, well, have at it. Amen. 
And I remember I was thankful for these young people. They were there and they were, they were faithful. And they, I mean, thank, hey, listen, I went in there to be a blessing to them, but some of them became a blessing to me. And now I see them. Hey, I see them. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a Paul, but I see them as Timothy's. Thank God. Hey, that are coming up behind us. Hey, young men. Hey, that are coming up. And these young women. Hey, that are coming up. And I say thank God for the Timothy's. Amen. Paul had a Timothy in his life. And he had to leave Timothy. And before he left, he encouraged him. And as I said, I'm the farthest thing from Paul and I'm the farthest thing from Timothy. But I do want to say, I want to charge every one of these young people to serve God with all your heart. Hey, listen, there's nothing like serving Jesus. Hey, this world will paint it up pretty. They'll make it look good. They'll make it look fun. Hey, even this contemporary crowd, they'll make it look fun. They'll make it look entertaining. They'll make all the games be fun and look fun. Hey, but there's nothing like just selling your life out to God and telling God whatever He wants to do with your life. Just use you for the glory of God. Stay strong. Stay in the faith. Stay in the Bible. Stay on your faith. Stay humble. Don't get lifted up in pride. Stay low and serve God with all of your heart. Thank God for these young men and young ladies. I want to thank God how He's using them. Two years of deputation, to be honest with you, I went to some churches and I thought their church will be shut, their doors will be shut in 10 years. No young people. No young people. But we went to these big outfits. They have kids everywhere. But just for a program. Just for some little entertainment. And that's all they're there. When the entertainment's gone, when the programs are gone, what are they going to do? And when we got churches like this, when then they come down, I like sitting back there for one reason, because after Sunday school, I like to see all the kids come down the steps. I like to see them come down. I mean, just flocks of them coming down the steps. Hey, thank God. And I see that and I say, thank God. He's, he's raising up another generation. Hey, He's raising up some more youngins to serve God and to live for God. Hey, and we ought to pray that God would keep them in the ministry. Well, thank God for the Timothys in our life. Mom and Dad, the ones that He's given you are the greatest Timothys you'll ever have. I thank God for the children God's given me. One thing I always wanted to be growing up was a dad. I'm not trying to be mean and ugly, but I didn't have a dad much around growing up. I thank God I had a mama that loved me and that helped me. And she supported me. But one thing I'd always tell God, I said, God, if you'll give me a family, I'll try my best to be the greatest father they'll ever know. I love Brother Chris and I love Brother Grant. I love Brother all these other men, Brother Blue, and and I'll, I'll be glad. I mean, if they look up to y'all, Brother Grant, I love you. But just a little bit of pride swells up with me when I ask my little girls at Madeline. I'll say, "Who's your favorite preachers?" She'll say, "Brother Gravely." She'll say, "Brother Josh," or she'll say, "Daddy." She'll say, "Daddy," and then she'll say, "Brother Gravely," and then she'll say, "Brother Mark." I thank God for that. I don't want to be second. I don't want to be third. I want to be the first. I want to be the one that she looks to and that she knows that daddy is there for her. Mom and daddy, can I tell you, the greatest place that you can put your children is not in a great education, not a great fight, all the things of this world. Put them in the will of God for your family. I'll never forget the story of Brother Lamar, Miss Mandy, I believe, and I believe it was Brother Blue that told the story 
or the missionary that went overseas and they came home because of some situations, some de- I mean, there might have been snakes or something. I remember that family, the story going something, well, I'm not going to tell it exactly right, but that family come home from the mission field because of fear. I remember hearing the story that they got moved into a trailer park, a mobile home there in Texas, and one afternoon the kids were out playing. And all four of those kids got bit by a rattlesnake and died hours later. All because a family left the will of God. People look at us and they think we're crazy. But I look at them and I think you're crazy. <laughs> Investing in all these things. Listen, I just we got a nice house down there. We got concrete floors and we got I mean we ain't got air conditioning, but we got I mean it's nice. And people always ask, Y'all gonna live in the jungle? Well, if God asks me to, if the Lord permits and he says yes. And I'd be a fool to say, no, I want to stay in my comforts. No, I want to stay right here. Because that will of God is the most important place for my family to be. Hey, tonight I thank God for the... I don't know how I got off on that, but hey, I thank God for the Timothys. Hey, I thank God for the children that God has given me. Hey, well, not just that, but tonight, what about... uh, There's a man that you learn about on Nessa Forest. There's a man that Paul led to the Lord. And when Paul was in prison... There was this man standing waiting to bail him out. And I want to say this tonight, that if you are for the gospel, or if you are living for God, then I'm 100% behind you. I back you. I will support you. Hey, I thank God for you. Hey, listen, I will stand for you and I will fight for you. And I thank God for those that have fought for me. I know that I have friends here tonight. You've told me this, and I hope if something happens, y'all come through. But listen, y'all have told me that if something was happen, we'll be on the next plane down. I thank God for that. Hey, the Onesia force in life. Then I think about Luke. And at the end of Paul's life, he says, and only Luke is with me. I think about Brother Daniel. How God allowed us to serve together there in the Spanish church. How God had already given him a desire for Spanish people that then allowed us to work together. I think about others, Brother Chris, Thomas, and Chris Hewitt, and Brother Lamar, and others that have been sent out from our church. I think about Brother Ben, and these men that have labored and have worked. And there's one thing that I pray that at the end of my journey, I can look back and I can say they're with me. They've served till the end. They've been proven. They've, tra- they've, they've stood and they have preached. They haven't quit. They haven't faltered. They have kept on the firing line. I want to say this tonight. When I was in a youth group, about 20 of us. When I was 17 years old, there was 20 of us in this youth group. All of us serving God, living for God. That as of about two years ago, and I'm not saying this to lift up Brother Josh, there's only one serving God out of 20. And the reality of it is tonight, if we just be honest, that we'll come back and I say God forbid, but we'll come back 
And there'll be some that are out. I look at some now that I know that are out. And I pray by the grace of God that will bring them back. But for now, I want to say I thank God for the Luke's. I thank God for those that have helped me upon my journey. But you know, when we look at Paul's life, there was a time that no man could be there. There was a certain things, there were certain situations that Paul went through that no man could help him through. And we learn in the Bible of when the Paul said, I was in the peril of robbers and of strangers. He was shipwrecked. He went through all these times and all these storms. And at the end of Paul's life, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, in verse 17, the Bible says, And now withstanding, the Lord stood with me. And tonight I want to go on record and say that I'm thankful tonight, hey, that through my journey of life, hey, that the Lord has always stood with me. Hey, I'm thankful to know tonight that if, if the cartels come, hey, if the, if the wicked man come, hey, I'm thankful to know Hey, that the Lord will stand with me. Tonight, can I say, no matter what situation, no matter what trial, no matter what storm, no matter what disappointment you go go through, there will always be the Lord to stand with you. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. I believe Paul could say it. And I believe we can say it. Tonight, as we look upon our journey, two years of deputation, and 11 years of being a child of God, I can honestly say that the Lord has stood with me. Mama, throughout our life, the Lord's always stood with us. Oh, I'm thankful to know that God has helped us. And I'm thankful to know, Mama, that you can depend on Him just like us. Oh, that you can live for Him just like us. I got two sisters back there. Thank God, y'all. Some of y'all don't know this, but about four months ago, my sisters got born again. <laughs> oh, I've been praying for that for nine years, and they, I prayed that God would allow me to see that come to pass before we left. And I'll never forget. I was in Paducah, Kentucky, on I seventy five somewhere. I don't know the interstate. Hey, but I was sitting there at the rest area, and they called and said, "We're saved. God saved us." I thank God that He saved them at an early age, hey, and now they have the opportunity to serve God just like their brother. I thank God tonight that He'll stand with us. I don't know who you are tonight. A preacher, I don't know where you're at tonight. But just know that the Lord will stand with you. And through our journey of life, may we thank God for all the people the Lord has allowed us to come across. Here, this time next week, we'll be sitting in a little building. He's given us the desires of our heart. And I've said it, I don't want to be here. I want to be down there. And the Lord along this journey, come Wednesday, if the Lord permits, will allow us to be where our hearts so long desired. Tonight, I don't know where you are out in your life, but can I just say this? The Lord will help you on your journey. 
and through every person in this building. You ought to thank God for each other. If there's any type of bitterness, any type of envy, any type of anything against anybody in this church, you ought to go to them, apologize to them, and love them. And thank God that you're able to serve Him together upon this journey. Preacher, you come ahead.